Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited, and uh, we are back to the school year. Welcome back. And, you know, the school year has started, and everybody is trying to figure out what to do next. And so we're going to talk a little bit about baby safety. Why are we talking about baby safety today, Carrie? Because next month starts baby safety month. Um, So um, September is, let's see if I can read what it actually, yeah, baby safety month. That's exactly what it's called. I was like, is there a special name? No, just baby safety month. So it is a nationally recognized month, just like, you know, you might have breast awareness, breast Cancer Awareness Month or whatever month is Heart Health Month. Um, This month is about infant safety. So for those of you who have not listened to our podcast before or doesn't maybe don't remember, (laughs) um, I have a real passion for these safety months um, or any educational month when it comes to Uh, an angle for you to do marketing and public relations for your program, ways to reach out and provide a service to your current clients, as well as, um, you know, just something a little different. And and right now, every childcare program, every family, every staff person, everybody needs something uh, to feel a little bit different and something that's not what you've always been doing. And, you know, it's been a rough couple of years on um, early childcare, on our staff, on our programs, on our parents. And so coming at uh, a special month with a different angle. So this, you can use these same concepts in October for a breast cancer awareness month. Um, but figure out what the month is. How does that month tie into your family's parents, prospective parents, and who are partners? So Carrie, when I talk about partners, what comes to mind for you, especially related to baby safety? I mean, when we're talking about baby safety, I think partners, we're looking at people who will do um, baby proofing your house. I'm thinking of people who will do um, infant first aid and CPR and choking classes um, for parents. I'm thinking of doulas. I'm thinking of uh, pediatricians. I'm even thinking of infant swimming lessons. All of those to me are potential partners during that month. Maybe even food providers. I mean, absolutely. Because, I mean, let's think about, especially those of you who are in the South, right? We still have warm weather. We're still out swimming. Um, I love the idea of the infant swim instructors or or infant swim safety programs. And uh, so partners are people who basically kind of, you know, you try to get them to pay you or give you something to give to your families. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not going to do all the marketing for them for free. So um, you can include these partners in a couple of different ways. You could offer um, four weeks of baby safety workshops um, and, and you could charge, you know, five bucks for the parents and, and have pizza. Um, there's two reasons for this. One, if they've got some skin in the game, they've paid for it. They're more likely to show up. Absolutely. And trust me, if you feed them, they will come. Especially if you <laughs> mix it up. If it's not always pizza, if it's pizza one time and then chili or enchiladas or, you know, if you're in Texas, 
you can call Rudy's and ask Rudy's to bring you food. Um, there's lots of different ways to get them some food. Um, and if it's $5 each week and they only have to commit to one week at a time, um, you're going to have a group of parents who come when they only have to commit one week at a time. But you could also do, or you can buy all four weeks for only $15. Um, and then you'll Absol get the people who absolutely. are like, I want, I want the discount. <laughs> I can't feed myself dinner for five nights for that. <laughs> um, you'll have some people who sign up just because they think it's a deal because they're getting $15. They're spending $15 to get dinner for four nights. And they're like, yeah, maybe I'll learn something. I'm okay with that. So I think doing both, having both payment options available helps both types of parents feel like they've gotten what they need and it has increased the value the perceived value of those courses absolutely and what's great is you're providing a service to your parents and so now you have added value your program is more than just a place they drop off their kid now the best way to do this is to also offer food and childcare. Now, not everybody does this, and I'm just saying it's an option. Um, and maybe for some of your programs, you really do wanna do this because this is something that you really think that your families need. Um, it could be based off of uh, perhaps you have um, an outbreak of a certain type of- Hand, fit, mouth, hand foot and mouth or you know, pink eye are ones that definitely can decimate an infant room pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so maybe something's happened. And so, you know, you need all the parents on board, <laughs> but maybe not with their kids. Um, so things like that. Uh, it could be something that's happened in your community or it could be something that's coming up. And so you want to make sure that everybody is absolutely prepared. Um, we joked about it, but it did happen in an awful lot of cities about the baby boom that happened this September and October. And, um, you know, so we have a fair amount of people who are listening to our podcast who maybe have not listened to our podcast before, and all of a sudden their community has seriously an outbreak of infants under the age of six months. And, you know, those families were not staying six feet apart and they had found other recreational activities. <laughs> and so <laughs> you want to be able to be there as a service. And it's a great way for you to get people in the door who maybe don't already know about you. Or maybe grandma's watching the kids right now, but they may need you when those kids become two. So uh, it's never too early to start getting the infant uh, safety out there. Um, Carrie, if somebody doesn't have an infant room, would this still be something that would apply to them? Yeah, what I was going to say is I had two thoughts. One um, was that if you're doing this as an infant safety um, series over the month of September, and it's I would make it open to the community at large, not just your center. Um, I would have one price for people who are enrolled at my center and another price for the general community. And I would publicize it and make it very, um, yeah, very public. I want people to know about it and that anybody can come to it. We have a limited number of seats, so you need to make your reservations early. Um, and yes, I, even if you don't have an infant program, what if you're a Mother's Day Out program? Should you do something like this? Uh, yeah, three-year-olds started out as babies. 
<laughs> um, two-year-olds started out as babies. And if you make this a thing that you do once a quarter that you highlight a special month and you have classes that are available to the community, then you will be seen as a community resource and the parents that are there are going to be bragging about the fact that you offer all these things for next to nothing to them. And, you know, that you obviously care about the whole family, not just the children who are enrolled. Um, I would do it regardless. Um, so, yeah, those were my thoughts that popped into my head. We're not being as chatty as we sometimes are. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to interrupt you because you were definitely on a roll. Um <laughs> But me on a roll, you know, no. inf I mean, it's, you know, we could probably brainstorm like six different topics that you could do with those uh, different partners I talked about for those four week, you know, four sessions. And you could rotate them and do different ones different years. So like having somebody who does baby uh, swim lessons and they come in the first time and they pay you $50 to come and talk to these or, you know, maybe they don't pay you anything, but what they give you is they give you free coupons to give to your parents. Um, I, I would like them to pay me a little something. Maybe they pay for half of the food that I would like that. Yeah, they'll pay for half the food. You'll pay for half the food. Um, and you're bringing them potential buyers for their service. And they come in and they talk about how um, it's important to have babies have some basic water safety and this is what you teach them and if you have a pool or you're going to a pool here are things to to be prepared for with a baby I mean I think that that would be a great partner um and then another one we talked about would maybe be a family restaurant what do you need to do to keep your baby safe while eating at a restaurant um should you bring your own bibs should you bring your own placemat should you you know what are the things that restaurants would like you to do <laughs> um, to make sure that you're not going to accidentally pick up a foodborne disease for your child because they're eating in a high chair at a table um, and how their staff are trained to respond to choking. And, you know, what else do you think, what else do you think the, the restaurants would bring to an infant safety talk? I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> Well, I think I loved the idea of including restaurants to begin with, because again, um, especially we have a lot of childcare center clients, Carrie, that are in strip centers or have restaurants as neighbors. And this is a great opportunity. The other thing that I think would be a great opportunity for parents is to talk about how their restaurant might be uh, infant or child friendly. So do how to evaluate? Yeah, that was a it. comfortable restroom. You know, do they have a comfortable place or a comfortable seating arrangement for nursing babies? Um, you know, you know, you don't have, you shouldn't have to be on the toilet in a in a in a bathroom at a restaurant to nurse your child. Um, you shouldn't have to feel bad about it. Um, I've been to some restaurants that are beautifully laid out for this. They don't advertise it that way, but they should. Um, especially if they've got really tall, high backs and, you know, flexible, ta the tables move in the booths. Mm -hmm. um, those are, those are beautiful. Um, I've also been to, you know, just average restaurants that actually have like a chair in the bathroom. And if you happen to have those in your community, um, 
you know, start looking around and look for them and, and tell them and let them know that they're kind of missing a, an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, for, ha- giving uh, them a for, checklist for, for, for reconnect night or date night. Yeah. Um, because if these families have a place to go um, and the mom doesn't have to feel guilty about um, how she's chosen to feed her infant, then she's going to be uh, definitely more likely to come out. Yeah, I think I think giving the parents a checklist of what to look for in a baby friendly restaurant is a good example of of a takeaway that they could have from that from that night. What were some of the other ones we talked about as possible partners? Um, We talked about. Well, I mean, do you have a, you know, um, and again, I realize that right now um, a lot of businesses that we might have had access to just a couple of years ago, we may not. Um, but that doesn't mean that if you that some of those may not have gone online, but they may be online and still in your region as far as the person who is the expert. So um, infant toys, organic diapers, diaper services, um, any of those kinds of um, even fresh baby food companies. Yep. Um, so or and, and sometimes um, this can be done through you brought up doulas. Um, even midwives, sometimes that might be a specialty of theirs. So even though, you know, a midwife is kind of not necessarily around for infants, um, and, and a lot of times even doulas, chances are the family's already used a doula by the time they've come to you, um, based on child's age and family needs, but these are, they have other expertise, right? So um, including them in uh, healthy baby food, I mean, that could be an awesome hands-on workshop uh, because people may think that that's a really complicated, um, and they may not even have an idea how much sugar or salt is in their kid's baby food. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities uh, for a company to come in and either offer that service or to just offer a class on how to do that. And so that kind of depends on who you would be, who's in your community. And then we talked about um, somebody coming in to do infant uh, first aid and um, rescue breathing and choking. That would be a very easy thing to find because you can call the Red Cross, you can call the American Heart Association there's probably some other people in your area who teach those classes, right? That's an easy you can, one. You can probably make it a twofer, you know, go ahead and work with that provider um, to come in and, and take care of your staff training. Um, and then they could offer, you know, above infant uh, and, as well as infant only. So again, find a partner that you like, Um This is one of those things that I would tell you to um, make sure you've used that partner before. Does the, do the way they teach and their materials, are they consistent with what you feel is appropriate? Um, Every director, um, especially when it comes to things like CPR and first aid, probably have their, their preferences or their methodology that they would, that they find successful, especially for new people. Um, there's there's a very big difference between um, a parent who is a new infant parent learning the skill versus, I'm going to use myself, a 51-year-old person who has been taking these classes for 
30 years, right? So what I need as hands-on is going to be very different than a brand new parent who's never even like, and the thought of having to do this to their child just totally freaks them out. So definitely think through the, the, who your target market is before you commit to um, an education provider in that format. Yeah. And I think also, you know, when we're talking specifically about the safety classes for the adults taking care of the children, so the first aid and CPR and choking, make sure that they know that grandparents or babysitters are welcome to come to that as well. Um, Older siblings. Older siblings, if they have huge age gaps like you did <laughs> um yep but usually like, usually 10 and up yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't let my parents or my grant my in-laws watch any of my kids until they had that class um because i knew what growing up in the 70s was like <laughs> And I wanted, um, I wanted my kids to have a little bit higher level of safety. <laughs> <laughs> so we have now shared with you some, a variety of ideas of how you can incorporate baby safety into your program for the month. Um, I think that there's some other steps. So, you know, we're talking to you literally, you know, it is like tomorrow is September. So as soon as you hang up, as soon as you press pause or stop, make yourself a list of six or seven places or ideas that we've talked about that you want to talk to tomorrow. And this is something that you need to do literally Wednesday and Thursday this week. Because Carrie, what happens on Friday and Monday? What? I don't know. Friday, it's Labor Day weekend. <laughs> oh, Labor Day so, weekend. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was just like, I, I mean... On Monday, your staff doesn't come to work, and on Friday, they drink. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That is that's where okay. my brain went. But that's a good... So basically, what I'm trying to say is, when you hang up, or you, you pause, or you stop listening to this podcast, seriously, make your list. Tomorrow morning, your action plan is to call these places. Let them know you need to hear back from them by Friday. Why? It is September. It is, you know, you get into Labor Day and you need time to let the parents know. Yeah. And so you don't... Who do you, so who do you do first? I mean, well, whoever you do first is whoever responds first. Yeah. So if you call and you get an infant teacher and they're like, yes, absolutely. Let's say they can do it September 10th. Take it and immediately start posting to your social media, your email list, you know, create some flyers, create some buzz. This gives you something to do over Labor Day weekend. Um, and it also gives you something to delegate to some staff to help you with, right? So again, generate that buzz. I want to add another thing here. We know that we're sending this to you a bit late in the planning stage, which is not our normal. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to do a four-week series this year. We're talking about the ideal world you do a four-week series. If all you can get done is doing one session this year, cool, do one session this year. But if you can put it in your planning calendar for next year for September, then put it in your planning calendar for next year for September and say, okay, can, you know, the third person who calls you back and you're like, you know, I don't have room, I don't have mental room to do more than two workshops and I've, I've already put two down and say, can I put you down for next year being the second Friday of September? And they'll be like, 
wait, you're booking out for next September? And you're like, well, I was booking out for both this September and next September, but we have filled this September and I would really like to work with you. So can we have you work the second week of next September? And they'll be like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, great. Let me put I, you I on love, a mailing I, list. I love that, Carrie. The other thing to remember is depending on who the organization is, there might be another day, month, or week that would be perfect. Yeah. And remember when I talked about at the beginning that I love these months. So use the same concept every other month. So go find your October month. Go find, you know, as soon as you're done, you know, making your September calls, figure out if you're going to do something for October. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, are you going to do something? You don't have to. And again, you know, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. And I realize that that may change some of this for you. But, you know, if you've got families who want this content, that doesn't mean that you can't do this content virtually doesn't mean that you can't find it pre-recorded by another partner and share it with your parents. Yep. You can, so there's still ways that. to, you can still curate the content. Um, you can find a local person to do it for you. You can still provide this program to your parents, even if your parents are apprehensive or uh, I'm, I'm definitely not wishing it. Things take another turn. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead. We took, Kate gave you an idea for October. November is Adoption Month and Military Families Month and Diabetes Month. All three of those are possible options for November. Um, let's see. What is in December? December. Too many things. <laughs> uh, it's really um, Toy Safety Month, I think, is the one that is the most um, relevant to your parents. Um, for you... It is write a business plan month. So expect to hear from us again about business plans. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can use these months in various different ways. You can use them to do your staff training. You can use them as the marketing, which is primarily what we've been talking about here. We've been talking about marketing to your existing staff and to your community. Um, you can use it as part of your maintenance schedule. You can use it in your curriculum. Lots of different ways you can use these things. This one just really called out to us. And we wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity for this September. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you've got any comments, feel free to write a review. If you've got questions, we'd love to hear them. Hello at colorfulclipboard.com. And with that, Carrie, do you have any last words of wisdom? Babies need to be kept very safe because they have no prefrontal cortex and they do not recognize danger in any form. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.